Hello, friends, and welcome to a brand new episode of Real Friends. I don't know what number it is, but I do know that my name is T-Bob Bear, and as always, I am joined by Rivers Huey and Nathan Velasquez. Hi, there guys. On the far right. Hello. Uh, yeah, good job for saying hi, I Nathan. I know, sorry. Rivers kind of <laughs> missed, missed the cue there. I forget some, that we also have audio versions Some of awkward this. audio silence there. Uh, <laughs> Which, but speaking of having an audio version, you can now find us on iTunes. Nice, perfect. Very okay, I'm going to share that link for sure. Um, all the details will be in the description. Is that true? I actually don't know. I don't actually write. If it'll this be out. in the description. Yeah, like I the mean, links the for details, everything. Yeah. Can you put it in the description? Yeah, there she you go. I've, I've just, I've just always wanted to say that. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and they always say that that uh, all the information. Oh, yeah. in the description. Find the information so. in the description. Perfect. There you go. Uh, so on this week's episode of Real Friends, we're looking at Disney animated movies, and interestingly, we're going to kind of take a trip through the ages. We're going to start in 1951 with Alice in Wonderland. Then we're going to move all the way to 1981 for Fox and the Hound. And then Tarzan was 90s? 99. 99, turn of millennium. So we'll, we'll, kind of, we'll talk about those three movies. And then we'll also maybe have a little discussion on just kind of how the animation changed through the 50 years uh, that we're covering today. But before we get into the movies, uh, what have y'all been watching lately? I saw A Quiet Place two times. Which oh, is super scary. Like every time I you see a movie, so I'm like, bad. I want to see that movie. I should have seen it instead of Ready Player One. I dropped the ball there. Every person that I've talked to that um, has gone to see it, I mean, they've loved it. But everyone has like this nightmare story about having bought some sort of food before they went in the theater and like having to eat the food and during the movie. Oh, and it's like, mm-hmm. and, and, it's so and, quiet. and all of them are like, no one else probably even really noticed, but like. There's one girl got nachos, and which I don't know. Oh, no, I guess I don't ever get nachos, idea. but really like bad, whatever. Yeah. But she I got think the people nachos, would definitely notice and too. she was like, every single bite I took was just like well, the a first, nightmare. I went on a Thursday night because I just wanted to see it like right when it came out, and yeah. I got a screening with a bunch of teenagers who you just heard Bunks. lots of like. <laughs> Whenever uh, it was really quiet. God, I hate <laughs> teens. They're the scum of the earth. They're, they really are just the worst type of people. Imagine if you were in the time whenever like a king was a teenager. Like you know, the certain people died, and then a teenager <laughs> became the king of whatever nation. Well, you were it's a part interesting. Of. I'm actually going to bring up the fallacies of monarchy in today's episode <laughs> later. But uh, you do love you do love your history. That is that is just yeah. I, I, I'm already an over-aggressive eater where I can be in a normal movie and my popcorn eating be, can be so loud and obnoxious that my wife can get a bit embarrassed. Yeah, so. because it's like you, do, you like shovel it. Well, it's like you're supposed to. The technique is, is how my dad taught me. It's like, think of it like a... Um, have you ever seen those like sifting machines where they kind of <laughs> shake back and forth to get stuff down there? So you get a big scoop and then you kind of just move it back and forth until it's all in your mouth. Kevin does that shit too, and I hate it so oh, man. And then, But it gets all caught in my beard. The thing is, though, popcorn is such an insubstantial bite of food on its own that you have to have a lot of it. I do it, like one at a time. To be happy. No, you guys, I've, I've tried, and it just doesn't do it did for Did y'all me. ever see the HBO Ellen stand-up that she did like in 2000? It's no, very, I've never seen any Ellen stand-up. There's a very funny part where she talks about how strange it is that popcorn is the thing that we have in theaters. Like, it's almost disgusting. Like if you were ever at home and you just decided like, gosh, I am hungry, and you would make yourself a tub of popcorn to just eat by yourself. Like the movie theater oh, is the you're only place like, you can accept. You're saying like away from a movie, right? Like, yeah, a movie theater is the only place you can di- like actually yeah, consume 
a disgusting amount of popcorn. Oh, well, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, now I'm not going to just eat casual popcorn, but if I'm sitting down and watching something, I can pop two or three bags and, uh, really? and oh, slam wow. that popcorn. I, yeah. Usually, like yeah. one thing of like small popcorn will last. One me a movie. small bag yeah. of popcorn. Well, well I think I just get to the end of it, and then I'm nowadays. like, okay, we're done with this now. If you uh, get a small popcorn, it'll well, yeah, get so you, you got to pop more at the beginning. That's why I popped two bags. But I, the second time I went to see it, I was sitting in, I always get those handicap seats, the handicap companion seats. Yeah, because nobody needs those, Nathan. Well, wow. I've never well, been in a situation just, just, where I'm there kidding, has been someone I'm in a wheelchair. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I would give up my seat. I know you me. would, I know you uh, would. But usually, usually old people will sit in those companion seats. And the only thing worse than like teenagers in a movie screening are old people. Old people. Why? Because I sat there and, you know, well, I guess I won't tell you. I'm so worried, Jerry. What do they, where, where's the monster? The, the monster shows up at some oh, point. Yeah. Pretty early on in the movie, you get a glimpse of it. Your and so the old person, <laughs> the, old, the husband says to them, I did not know this was going to be a sci-fi movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, what are we doing here? <laughs> Clarice. Clarice, Gladys, and like the, the drag out here for this shit. The wife had to explain to the husband, like, no, they can't talk because that's how they're gonna hear them if they talk. <laughs> oh, oh, that's that's actually that has like a comedy skit written, written all over. Cool. That's got a lot of. And they were talking at a level potential. that was not like they were even trying. Like, I think you must reach an age if you had a certain type of life to just be like f. Everyone here. I've lived for so long, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, Me and Caitlin exactly. had one of those very freeing movie experiences last week when we went to see Ready Player One, where we were literally the only ones in the theater. Really? Yeah, and so we could uh, yell. I was taking full advantage of it, talking at full volume, yelling at the nice. screen when I was upset or happy. It was. Uh, it felt a little rebellious, actually, to be in there alone doing it. Also a little creepy. Uh, so I saw Ready Player One. I uh, did not like as much as they did. I think if I was, I, and all my friends disagree with me, they're all giving me shit for being too uh, uptight. I think if I'd seen it uh, as a child, I would have definitely liked it. Like um, what I No, no, no. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I, I get it. Like, for kids, great, fun Spielberg movie. I don't think he hits the um, the tough task of making a movie that's both entertaining for adults and for kids. Although a lot of people okay. disagree with me. I think that it's a little, uh, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't do a ton for me. And obviously, there is a lot of good in there. The Shining scene's incredible. But uh, the main lesson that the character, the main character takes away from the movie is my biggest hang-up. Now, I do think, just to address this, in, you did mention to me, because like, uh, in the movie, at the end, they kind of decide to close the Oasis. For, yeah, should we? Days. I didn't know if we were going to say that. Well, I didn't, we've, we've always spoiled yeah. stuff on this. Okay, show. okay. So, spoiler alerts for Ready Player One. Let me lay out my problems with the movie. Then. Well, I would just say that uh, the one thing I definitely agree with you with is that the fact that he decided to close the Oasis for two days is stupid. Especially he, because he, he is rich. he is worse than the Sixers. <laughs> I, I, I the the other people would have rather probably Which advertising over the Oasis being shut down two days a week. So, Wade Watts, the main character, first off, the guy who creates his virtual reality world. This is the genius writing level they use for their main moral takeaway. Only real life is real, which is like so lazy and on the nose to begin with. I think it's terrible. And then that whole message makes no sense to me, given that the main character, every meaningful relationship he has in the movie was forged online virtually with people he hadn't met, all of his best friends. I haven't seen it, though, so this might be a dumb question, but yeah. but then he meets them in real life. Yes, 
And that's really where the relationship is like. Uh, we'll see. That's what that's what I'm saying. That is how they paint it. And that's completely devaluing online relationships, which are way more commonplace nowadays. Sure. They are the way of the future and they are as legitimate as a real life relationship. That's my point. I don't buy this idea, especially not as we become more and more technology enabled And this movie set in the future. I don't buy this idea of only real life is real. If anything, real life's almost becoming like. Less and less real. So so they devalue all that. And then he gets control of the Oasis. And because he's now learned this lesson, he decides to shut it down on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That is, that is, and it's I, yeah. like, okay, when he was poor as shit, living in the, in, in the slums, in the snacks, and all he wanted to do was escape reality. Do you, think, do you think he wanted them to shut it down on Tuesdays and Thursdays? But now that he's got a girlfriend and he's living in the mansion, he's on his moral high horse and he's going to go out there and teach all the kids about going outside... Get the hell out of here, Wade Watts. He would be reviled the place, in real life. Isn't like the 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 place not a place you'd want to be outside? Yeah, it's the world's terrible. The world's terrible, the world's terrible and overpopulated. Well, and I will say, in in the like what the story itself sets up, I understand from a point of view, and I don't play video games, so I can't really speak to that culture. But in the movie, you know, at the beginning, they say like people have now gotten to the point where instead of trying to solve the problems of the world, they just try and survive them and live through them, and they. The Oasis kind of helps enable the ability to act that way. Uh, I do think that the lesson of, you know, uh, don't spend all your time online so that you can actually deal with problems going on in the real world. And it kind of, towards the end, you see why that's important. So I was fine with that lesson. So I was kind of fine with that because I thought the movie kind of set see, that up. And, and, and this is where we just have differing opinions because, in my opinion, um, I think that lesson is... That is a dying mindset. This this idea that um, like in the future you will be able to live your life in a virtual world while solving the real world's problems. Like they will use virtual spaces to solve these issues. Like which probably like I mean, trying they, to stay married to the weren't. real world. You're fighting a losing battle. I feel we're we're heading towards the cyborg future where we're all just a mash mishmash of human and technology parts. I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle. Like that makes me sad. Like I w want to agree with Nathan. It doesn't just because, have like, to be though. But they does. But I mean, but for me, it is like just like I don't know. That just well, makes in me the movie, sad. And in the movie, the people of course, aren't going to be living in the real world. They didn't world. have the time oh. to show you know corrupt presidents or officials or things like that. So you don't really see how poverty has gotten out of hand. Too, I think you know what makes me sad. I think like just that in general is because I'm someone just like me personally. Like, and this is not the same for everyone. I crave human interaction. Yeah. Like for me, I need it. It makes me feel um, energized. It mm -hmm. makes me feel happy. And the days that I don't get to interact with people like in a real, because I, mean, I interact with people socially all the time yeah. on the internet and whatever. But like when I can't be with people having actual real life conversations, I get like pretty depressed. Like it, so for me to hear that that might be how people have to be all the time, like that makes me sad. What about when you reach the point where uh simulations are real enough where it feels like you're really hanging out with someone? I mean maybe but we're not there yet. Oh, so, no, so, no, no. So and I'm, I'm talking I'm talking world, far you know? in the future. Yeah. I mean, I'm not this is what I'm talking about is not coming anytime soon. Right. And it's hard for me to imagine that because I don't really have any I don't yeah. have anything to compare right. it to, you know? And that's what I'm saying. I don't video game, so I, I feel... Mm -hmm. I don't want to be critiquing the mindset of people yeah. who are actually involved yeah. in this type of thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I, I just I just think it's... I think the, the ironic part of it is for a movie that is about the future and how virtual reality is kind of taking over the world, it's got this weird kind of old-school lesson 
that it wants you to learn. Maybe it would have been better served with someone like Edgar Wright making it. Maybe a younger person. I mean, Steven Spielberg is great, but you know, he's he's. Like I mean, it was, it was still the look. I, I think I think Spielberg did what he set out to do. He made a fun movie for kids yeah. that generally most most people seem to really like. Last I have just thing. very specific. Wait, and so you read the book too, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. So how as far as that goes, like how did it compare uh, to the book? Uh, I, I like I like the book a lot better. They didn't do um they did not do as good of a job. Although look, the book has its flaws. Well, I'm not going to sit here and defend it as like a literary masterpiece, uh, but it is a fun read. One thing about the movie that I hated too was these puzzles that the whole world is trying to solve were were too easy oh. to solve. Were they? Like spoiler for the first one, it's a race, and the big secret is drive backwards. But they try to say that the entire world's been trying to crack this puzzle for five years. And no one drove backwards. If, if, if you know anything about how the internet works, you can't hide anything from it. They dive in the code. They break down all the code. Like somebody in five years would have uh, figured it out. So, so, and, and once again, that's a very weird technical. I, like, I'm taking it way too seriously. If you just turn your brain off, you'll enjoy that movie. But uh, it's not maybe for me. The Andre, the Andre the Giant documentary is really good, though. Oh, awesome, awesome. The only yeah. thing I would say about uh, last thing is that, you know, the part wherever the villain gets kicked in the dick during a fight? Yeah. Why would you put on that part of the armor yeah. if you're going into battle? So they have a lot because of because you can if you get you know hit or punched or whatever, then you feel that on this like well sensor layered body. Okay. So they have so a lot of inconsistencies. Why would you put that part on? They have a lot of inconsistencies in those regards that they haven't figured out, and people really haven't figured it out in real life VR either. Where like. Okay, you can have an omnidirectional treadmill, right? That makes sense. So anywhere you walk, you walk in the game. But what about all the people you see outside walking around with headsets on? They'd be running into walls. They'd be yeah. getting run over. They'd be running into uh -huh. each other. They don't have the full haptic feedback suits on, so how are they actually feeling what's going on? Like, those are real-life virtual reality problems they haven't solved, and I don't know if they will. And um, I don't know. I mean, we, we, everything might be heading you more towards augmented reality virtual reality. We'll have to see. But... Rivers, what do you watch? Oh, um, I I've been watching this uh, food documentary on Netflix, Ugly Delicious. Is it a series? Yeah, so it's okay. a series. So each episode is like an hour long, and it's David Chang, who is the guy who opened Mama Fuko. Um, it's a noodle bar in New York, and then there's one in um, Vegas. But and he owns a couple other restaurants. But he um, each episode is a different food. So he does pizza, tacos, uh, crawfish. There's one that's actually a home cooking one. that has been my favorite. He he works with other chefs and he visits them at home and he kind of breaks down what the difference is and like the foods that chefs cook at home and the foods that they serve in their restaurants. Because a lot of times the stuff that they cook at home is not stuff that they would ever serve mm. in the restaurant, but it almost is more authentic and like um, they value it more than what is in their restaurant and just the reasons why and whatever. But um, the pizza one was really interesting too because oh. they talk about Neapolitan pizza and I didn't realize this in Italy – there is, I was telling you this, I think. What like, is Neapolitan pizza? So Neapolitan pizza, you have to, um, there has to be a certain type of yeast used, okay. certain type of um, cheese, and it has to come from a specific kind of animal. Whoa. And there can only be certain things on it. And in Italy, there's almost like this like stamp of approval. Like there's like a board oh, of right. people who come around and try your pizza, and it's almost like a health grade code that you can like put in your window, like, We've been certified as like a place that serves Neapolitan pizza. So is Italy uh, actually like the origin of pizza? I thought that was That's always one of those weird American they things. They talk about that. Um, technically, China? yes. But then the guy, one of the guys who's with David Chang, like walking around, he's like, I just find, it, find the idea of that strange. Like it wasn't like in Italy, they were the first people who ever like 
put stuff on bread. Like he was like, I have to imagine that immediately as soon as humans started like making things with wheat, like we started putting stuff on wheat to make that's it taste true. better. That's true. But you I know? mean, but somebody has to like codify it and say, okay, right. a pizza is bread marinara yeah. and cheese well, and they kind of talk about that and, and, and technically yes italy is like the okay. first place i always thought it was like an american i thought it was china thing. was it china oh wait that was like the thing that you heard when you were a kid like yeah. everybody said like pizza's <laughs> actually now i'm remembering technically, that. it is italy okay. but, right. um, but right. they actually um one place they go for pizza is japan and oh, apparently wow. pizza in japan is really really good but it's because they just like work really hard to i don't know did you hear about the um uh, the girl on BuzzFeed who baked bread with her own vaginal yeast. Um, I did. I remember that. That's would you? Would you gross. eat a vaginal yeast pizza? I don't know. If, like that really is how it works. But vaginal like, yeasted toe cheese. I think that's technically how it works. I've seen Kevin like use yeast Ugly, to make delicious. bread. I'm not sure that's how that works. Uh, uh, she said she did. I did not read the article, so I don't know. I, I remember I'm that. I'm not like bread baking expert, but I mean Kevin makes a lot of bread and he has used like yeast culture, and that's just I don't think how it works. But maybe I would like, put I you know. as a bread baking expert if you watched it bake live. You know more than probably like 90 percent of maybe. people out there. Yeah, I've like I've seen him feed his live culture. You have to like. Keep it alive in your refrigerator. Man, what, what do yeah. you feed it? Little uh, mice? Stuff like flour. I don't know what he puts in there, but like it grows. It's like annihilation. And if you don't, we went out of town. It just like overtakes it. It could. No, we went out of town and we forgot to feed it and it died. And then he had another one that he fed too much. Oh, and it, it literally ended up like taking over our refrigerator. What the hell? It's weird. Man. Dude, that's kind of freaky. It's weird. Because so you take it off, it like multiplies. So you take some off each time and use. Oh, whoa, that's weird. I can't handle that. What is this uh, What is this noise that's going on? It's just the little ping Nathan's of like, the volume. Nathan's like, time's up. Stop talking about <laughs> okay. it. Okay, actually, for real, though, we do. Okay. <laughs> we do so about unless movies. anybody's been watching anything else, yeah, we can it. move on. Uh, all right, let's start in 1951. Which I will say, I think this is pretty cool. From Like with Tarzan, I grew up with Tarzan. That came out a few yeah. years after I was born. So to some people, that movie is a movie they took their own kids to see. But Alice in Wonderland's got to be a classic. To uh, I mean, people are ready. People that saw this... When it came out, like if they were just born and went to see it, it would be almost 70 now. So this is definitely a, wild. a classic yes, to everyone. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's it's an old movie now. It's up there with some other ones that we've watched. Um, it's a Wonderful Life is what, 30s? Uh, Something along those so. lines. I think it still like, plays well. Like you could show this to a little kid now. I mean, it does. Yeah. It does. It is. It's got a definite timeless feeling. I think the animation's very impressive. Interestingly, we can talk about it later, but... The animation jump from 51 to 81 was so much less than the jump from yeah. 81 to 99. And that's obviously it's like computers and technology yeah. and everything. And we've talked about how technology evolves. But give us the lowdown on uh, Alice in Wonderland. All right. Alice in Wonderland, 1951, directed by Clyde Jurinami, Wilfred Jackson, and Hamilton Lusk. One thing I did realize in these, usually for animations, like Disney animations, they've got like three, sometimes four directors on this stuff. Um, but anyway... Alice is a young girl uh, who is with her sister. They're just out kind of doing lessons, doing the types of things you would imagine British people do. Around what time do y'all <laughs> think? Things that you think around British. what no, time period I think do you think this is? The, just focus on the British thing because, and like the prim and proper British thing because I think right. that is a key point in this movie that I want to expound upon. Well, what around what time period do y'all so think I got this a very is? Victorian type of feel. No, but it's probably... Because this was 51 and it, it even felt like when uh, in the style okay, of the yeah. movie it was a little nostalgic. So maybe like early... 1900s, late 1800s, I thought. I Yes, I, I would agree with that. Okay. I, I think so. I have no thoughts on that. 
Okay. I mean, just as well, far, I would, my guess yeah. would not be. I, I mean, I, I just not, started thinking about that now. I would have a good guess, it, yeah. It didn't feel like it was modern day of whenever. No, but look, at, feel, look at the style feel, of the dress. Well, the style of the dress, but I didn't feel, it didn't pull me out of it. I wasn't like. No, 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 I didn't think so. Yeah. Nothing like mm -hmm. that. Um, but anyways, you can no, immediately. Wonderland doesn't have a time period. We're no, talking no, no. about where yeah. she exists yeah. in real life. You uh, get immediately the feel that Alice is not having any of the, like, she's prim and proper, but she's it. not having any of the, I don't have to They're read trying to train her. They to don't be have a... pictures. Yeah. I, I read books with pictures. If I, all of the books in my world would I be filled. Her no, so much. Here, here is the quote that sets the tone for the movie, and I love this quote because it's a, it's a very, like, Tolkien-esque quote. There's a... Everything would be what it isn't. And yes, in, in the Lord of the Rings, what do you say? I like, I like half as you, half as well as I should like, and I like less than half you, half as well as you deserve. Well, this is from uh, Alice and Alice in Wonderland. If I had a world of my own, everything would be nonsense. Nothing would be what it is because everything would be what it isn't. And contrary-wise, what is, it wouldn't be. And what it wouldn't be, it would, you see? And like it's that sort of madness and sing songness so and, and just weirdness and wrongness that defines this entire movie. And I think this is actually well, I'll, I'll say she I guess for the plot purposes and then I'll go into a quick clip is uh, that she pretty much falls down this hole after following a rabbit and go just meets a whole bunch of characters. And here is a part wherever she meets the uh, the Cheshire cat. By the way, if you'd really like to know, he went that way. Who did? The white rabbit. He did? He did what? Uh, went that way. Who did? The white rabbit. <laughs> what rabbit? <laughs> but didn't you just say, I mean, oh dear. Can you stand on your head? <laughs> I mean, it's, I it's, love the Cheshire Cat. I love. I love this movie is so quotable, and I feel so, I relate so much to Alice. There's like so many scenes. She says this over and over again, and I'm like, yeah, girl. She's like, I just give myself such good advice, yeah. and I never <laughs> follow it. And I'm yeah. like, I feel you, girl. That's one of but, the stronger songs. Well, and so she says it a bunch, but especially that one time where she drinks the thing that, like, the little potion, and she drinks a potion that makes her really small, and she's like. The, the door's like, what are you saying to yourself over there? She's like, oh, I was just giving myself some good advice. Oh, well. <laughs> and then she just yes, drinks the potion. Yes, and I'm yes. like, man, been there. Uh, yeah, that that definitely you could as an adult you have a different interpretation of that than uh, than when I'm I mean, you're a young child. I'm always giving myself such good advice. This is a movie that I think straddles the line between a movie that's enjoyable for both adults and kids. Oh, I mean, as far as as far as kids are concerned, this thing is pure imagination it's like fantastical and Which, when did alice in wonderland the book come out do y'all know i don't know i don't I, know it was the 1800s i think the book's i don't way know more i don't really know about when lewis yeah. carroll uh lived but i actually that's when it's set probably yeah is when lewis carroll's alive and then i don't know about the story about him kind of writing it for the little girl like aren't there some kind of mm. there's apparently a uh, like some pedophilia type things ooh. i don't know i don't know i, I don't i don't want to go into the marilyn carroll. manson directed uh alice in wonderland adaption that never got released well, let, so I, I think we, we look at this movie based on its own merits. Uh, one thing that is interesting, that opening quote that we talked about, the way, what you played, the pure flowing madness and imagination of the movie. Like a dream logic almost. Yes, it sh yes that's actually, I think, the perfect way to describe it. It, um, it. it showed me why I have never enjoyed another piece of Alice in Wonderland content, which is um, whether it's like Huntsman, the one that mm -hmm. they tried to make with Johnny Depp, they try to assign rules 
and hierarchies and an actual like yeah. structure sense? to a Makes world sense. yeah that should not and does not have it. And, and so it completely loses all of its magic. In the Johnny Depp version really quick, I couldn't remember. Is he like a, a combination of the Mad Hatter and the cat? Yeah, he's like the yes. He I thought is. he was just the Hatter. I know oh, there was a rabbit. Oh, is there I think there not is a the rabbit. rabbit. The the Cheshire cat. And the Mad Hatter. No, because the Chessire Cat's in that one, isn't okay. he? Yeah, but but so. either way, it's it, a I'm bad movie. It's, incredi- it's not very memorable I at remember. all. Well, and the fact that I couldn't even what remember I that. Like, well, it's about... got like, the big fight scene with the Jabberwocky and stuff. Like, well, like, no, it's what not I love like... about this, it's so fast. Like You're in Wonderland in like three minutes. Yeah. And it gets going so quickly. Like and The Tim like Burton one takes like two hours, and it establishes... It establishes like a straight narrative, which this movie almost has none of. Like none. It's, <laughs> here we have new characters, and oh, that story that was just told turns into flowers that just show up. It is. It's um, curiouser and curiouser. This movie, to me, so I what I found interesting is the more I tried to engage with it on like a super, on like a more <laughs> like intellectual level, I'm like, what is this movie trying to say? I think it actually rewards you for doing so more and more. I felt like this was like. One giant satire on Alice's view of kind of English culture, and if you look yeah. at all the characters, I think it supports Good. that. Good the story of the cool. uh, the story of the walrus and the carpenter, very much like the titan of industry, right? With his big cigar, and he's all fat. And the carpenter, he's very white collar. The carpenter's like the blue collar guy, and the carpenter mentions work. He like freaks out. He's like, "Work, whoa, 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 let's calm down." Like, there's another way of doing this. Once he gets the carpenter to do all the work for him. And then he takes advantage of the innocent little oysters, of course, and keeps them all for himself, little screwing over oysters. the working man. Like, I, I thought that was indicative. The, I didn't think of that. That is that's very I, insightful. I mean, look, you go down the list, that's though. Very insightful. Well, you go down the list, it keeps continuing, right? The Mad Hatter and the tea parties and the unbirthdays. It's almost like, in my mind at least, that was like a commentary on how much we party and, like, why do you get drunk every week? And, like, what what could you possibly celebrate and get blackout on a random Saturday? An unbirthday. It's an unbirthday, right? <laughs> every day. It doesn't matter. We're <laughs> celebrating. And then you look at, like, uh, the Admiral uh, ordering the soldiers around while not doing the thing that he's telling them to do, right? He's like, well, I'm dry up here. March around there and you'll get dry. And she's like, wait, they're, like, in the water, though. And it just, it, it's example after example. And then I think maybe the most, like, easy to see one in my mind is kind of the absurdity of like monarchy and royalty, right? Like you have to paint these roses red to not incur the wrath of the queen. Something so trivial, so stupid, such a weird amount of effort expended for no real reason. If you don't do it, you get your head chopped off. And then you see that like with them making her make the croquet shots, whereas Alice misses it. So I thought this was like, for a story that really has no narrative, and is this, it's incredible for kids, it's just an imagination piece, and using this dream logic, I think it's got some like interesting commentary on kind of a young girl's view of uh, of, of of the culture that she's being brought up in a bit. I, I thought it was, I don't know, I, I felt like I had a really good time like sitting down and like really trying to think about it. Well, and that might be just, uh, I guess... To the movie's credit, like I sometimes people say, that like the best movie you could tell a movie is great because anyone can watch it and mm-hmm. it'll say different things yes, to everyone yes. that you'll see in it. So, and I'm sure that's definitely there. I haven't and, read the and book. Look, and look, I'm that sure is, I mean, there. that is this is solely my interpretation. I'm not get online and like read anything. I'm not saying that this is the way it is, but this is but just what it, it spoke to me. There. No, that, I mean, gosh, you got a lot out of, more out of it than I did. I mean, I just I was kind of I wasn't dreading watching it because I knew that I would like it, but I don't know. I just forgot how. 
how fantastical no, it is. I was is. kind of apathetic towards watching yeah. it, but like whenever I it got too. into and it, it was I was like, so excited. I don't know. Maybe I really did everything she said. I was just like, as an adult, like that makes so much sense yeah. to me. Every, you know, the, the advice things. It's like, got a and little like, edge the, to it. It's edgy. Yeah. yeah. Like, and and I, which as a kid, you don't notice that stuff. Like you're just like, oh, no. this is really colorful and fun. And like, but as an adult, and wow. especially as Disney has like expanded, I know the whole idea of like the Disneyfication of stuff. Like people were talking about that when the Fox Disney merge was going on. But in some of this stuff, it's the whole happy Disneyfication stuff. This gets dark. Like the stuff with yeah. the oysters is dark. You have yeah, a caterpillar yeah, getting high all the time. Yeah, uh, it's well, it's really that's it's really risky. to me is that yeah, like I, I don't as a kid like watching it, I don't even remember. I don't remember seeing that caterpillar doing that, and being like, oh, that caterpillar's doing drugs. You no, know, like, no, no, no. The mouse is like an <laughs> alcoholic who is. has to be given like jam on his nose in order to calm down. <laughs> right, like the party animals. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, always it, an birthday. I like. think it's it's uh, it speaks more to how like I think kids can handle the a opium lot addict. more than uh, than we give them credit for, and it's it, I think it excites their imagination because this stuff does have some some sad stuff, some dark stuff. I mean, um, and and a lot of the the imagery can be very trippy and kind of scary and it's interesting when I was watching I thought it was actually from the 60s from some of those scenes and the vibes it gives off so the animators must have had so well, much well you, you think they're making it though in the, even the late 40s yeah. say, so that's some that, kind of ahead of its pretty, time type of feel like I wonder what the response was when this movie came out because sure. yeah like this seems pretty it feels like it would have had like it would have been a visual spectacle when it came out, like you would have been kind of blown away. Been. But some the of the themes still even like today. The, the, I mean, maybe not so much the mouse being drunk, but still for like a kid's movie and the, and the caterpillar like smoking. Like, I mean, it that seems like in the 50s would have been everything. like pretty. The, um, like, well, aggressive. and obviously though, opium dens, opium tents would have been way bigger and way more prevalent in uh, Lewis Carroll's time. And isn't than, that, than wasn't they are that in like, our time. wasn't he uh, no stranger to the, uh, <laughs> to the opium pipe? Oh, I would imagine probably not. And then, I mean, there's even like to stick with what I was talking about, how I kind of viewed the movie, you think about the flower scene and those are like the pretty ladies, right? That, that looks so, everything looks so perfect. It's like your modern day Instagram models where like everything looks so perfect from the outside looking in. And then mm -hmm. when you actually get in there, it's like much more rigid and less fun and, and more high stress than you really, than you really want to be a part of. So I, 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 I really loved, uh, rewatching Alice in Wonderland. Uh, it doesn't overstay its welcome either. It's like an hour and a 20 nice minutes. brisk hour well, fifteen hour twenty. Yeah, hour see, I think 15. it was. I think it was less than an hour and twenty. Like, well, it's like it's like the drive to New Orleans. It's like really an hour. But there's actually, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, uh, I'm just kidding. I actually I looked uh, like how much time was left whenever they were playing croquet. When they were playing croquet, there's like three and a half minutes before yeah. the movie's over, the, and it gets that, in and it gets for, out. And before uh, they got to the Queen of Hearts, I was like. Man, we're almost done with this movie, and they haven't even gotten to her. Like, yeah. are they, I was like, is that not part of this movie? Am I? Did they just do it in the newer versions? Like, that's confusing to me. And then all of a sudden, the little door opens, and like, there's see, and, and that's yeah. the point, though, right? Like, this movie doesn't have narrative. If anything, it's more of a commentary. Like, it doesn't. It's not like that's where all those other Alice in Wonderland properties go wrong. Is they try to shoehorn this structure in there, and they want to make the queen into like an actual queen that rules this actual kingdom, and there's rules and no, this is like you said, Nathan. I think you know this is dream logic. You're jumping from topic to topic. Things are nonsensical. They don't have to connect. And it must yeah. it must have been good to have the limitations of animating in the 40s. Like you, pro it probably takes them four years to animate with the technology they had yeah. back then to do an hour and 15 minutes. So that probably that probably you're talking them a in lot. terms of the pacing. 
Right, right, yes. right. Like yeah, they, yeah, they knew point. that that's they would have had point. to work a long time with, I mean, no computers, all hand-drawn, nothing. I mean, imagine hand-drawing, like, I mean, all of this. Like, Alice yeah. in Wonderland just seems like it would have been. It's a beautiful movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, Pretty intensive also, to, like, hand-draw. Uh, I also, like, the, uh, I noticed, it must be, it's still incredibly influential. In Phantom Thread, there is a big thing going on about, like, it's kind of like a fairy tale, Phantom Thread, and there's a big plot going on with mushrooms, which... Whenever I saw how much the mushroom fairy tale thing played into this, it made me think it must have had something to do there. I wonder. I wonder. Uh, I, wonder I, 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 I imagine, and I have nothing to back this up, but I feel like mushrooms and fairy tales would even be would predate Alice and everything Probably. else, like like Brothers Grimm type. But I mean, mushrooms and humans go back yeah. forever. Humans have known that mushrooms make you psychedelic like forever, so they're kind of. I think ingrained in the human consciousness at times. Uh, all right, anything else? About I thought else? how We're funny it was. I laughed. It was yeah. Funny. yeah, I thought it was as I an agree. adult. It was just very nice. I mean, the other ones I liked the, the movies, but I felt like I was watching sort of a kids' movie. Yeah, yeah. this I, one felt like I could watch it as an adult and and really enjoy it. I, I loved agree. how everyone took advantage of the rabbit. Like whenever there's the monster <laughs> in our house, and someone goes, "Oh, don't worry, we'll smoke the monster out," and then he goes. Oh yes, yes, yes. Here's a match. Here's a match. No, 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 no. Don't smoke uh, it out. And even the Seymour, like, they break his clock. The yeah. uh, they put salt in it and oh, stress. And me then out. the clock goes <laughs> all a jam over and place. everything <laughs> else, dude. His damn drunks, dude. They, they look the, the Mad Hatter and his boys and the opiate mouse. Like they're just too many drinking and yeah. drugs. They they all need to go to rehab. Oh, and when they're smoking it out, and they'll be like, oh look, there's a lizard with a ladder. We'll use the lizard with the ladder. <laughs> It will in in dreams, right? Sometimes those yeah. solutions just present just themselves uh, out of the most random spot, and then the lizard just gets sneezed away, and you never mm -hmm. and you never see him again. Yeah, it's like oh, well, there he goes. All right, bye. Um, all right, so that is Alice in Wonderland, nineteen fifty one. Next up on the list, nineteen eighty one. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Starring Which, that Kurt me, Russell. That makes so much more sense to me. I. I didn't realize it was eighty one, and I didn't, and I didn't go back and look. But I saw that Corey Feldman is one of the voices for the yeah. little kids. Oh, I didn't know the that. Little ones, and I, I was didn't like, know that. How, why does he sound so young? I thought it was in the nineties, and this makes more sense. Uh, so Fox and the Hound. We talked about uh, Tim Burton, who obviously did the Disney live action version. He was working There's on a the live Fox action and the Fox and the Hound. No, 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 no. Uh, no. When Tim Burton was young, <laughs> he was working. At, he got fired from working on Fox and the Hound because he would draw like dead foxes. I mean, he was a very low-level position, but he never yeah. was really complicit with the drawing cute animals. Oh, that's actually kind of a great, like, that's a great little nugget about Tim Burton's mm -hmm. career. That he got would fired be, from Disney, you know, and then he would come back to make one of the highest-grossing Disney movies. And pretty indicative of his style, yeah. if he yeah. got fired for drawing dead foxes. Yeah. Definitely a more morbid style on uh, Tim Burton. So give us some background info on All Fox right, it's directed now. by Ted Berman, Richard Rich, and Art Stevens. Fox and Richard the Rich? Literally Richie Richie Rich. Rich. Oh, wow. Richie Rich. Good old Richie Rich. Good old Richie Rich. Well, Macaulay you, Culkin's a, Richie Rich is a good movie. Oh, such a good movie. We should watch that at some point. Uh, all right, so point. we have got Todd and Copper. Copper is a young Hi. fox. Todd is a young hunting dog, the two of which become good friends. Wait, backwards. Todd Copper is the, fox, the dog. Copper Todd is the, the fox. Dog. Yes. Todd is the fox. Copper is the dog. Yes. yes. Okay, yes, yes. Uh, the yes, two yes. of them become best friends whenever they're young. I didn't realize how short the time yeah, span they, is. They like wrestled twice and were like, God, <laughs> yeah, we love each friends. other. They're good friends. They're very good friends. And, uh, it's like perfect. And then as, as time goes on, it turns out, you know, they're very mismatched. They are one winter. Yes. Yes. One winter. One winter. <laughs> it all happens very but, quickly. But look, to be fair, 
animal lifespans are way shorter than humans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that could be the equivalent of you know, a dog, couple years. Give a dog six months. Yes, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, yeah. And the two of them are, are friends whenever they're young, but they're destined to be enemies because they have to, one has to be hunted and one has to escape. So here's a scene wherever the two meet for the first time. What you smelling? I'm on the trail, something. Trail? I don't know yet. <laughs> Why is it you? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do that for? We're supposed to do that when we find what we've been tracking. I'm a fox. My name's Todd. What's your name, kid? Mine's Copper. I'm a hound dog. <laughs> oh my God! When so he's like, adorable. isn't that so cute? Yeah, with that. <laughs> I like Dad. Oh. Gosh. All right. Well, this this movie's pretty pretty rough. Did y'all see this as a kid? Like, yes. did it destroy yeah. you uh, as a child? Yes. I did not enjoy it because me. of how sad it was. I, like, um, I did not. I watched it a few times, but it was not like one that you were like, put on the fox of the hound. No. I actually like you were done with so it so hard when I watched this. My parents like rented it. You know, like we're like, oh, we're just gonna like this movie. Sobbed as a little girl. Like I was four or five. Like I passed out. Oh wow! Like that's how hard I sobbed at the whenever she um, delivers the fox to the woods. No more Disney movies for Rick. Uh, oh, dude, that's so heartbreaking. <laughs> it was so man. heartbreaking. But you know, so I'll say that. So that's my experience with this movie. I mean, I've seen it several times since then, and it's always sad. But I was like, really, I, I didn't want to change it. I wanted to watch this. No, movie I was happy I love someone chose it. But um, I was very nervous to watch it. I watched it last. I was nervous. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. No, me too. I didn't want, I and wanted you know to watch what? it, but it was weird going back. I, I And I was sad, and I'm not going to lie and act like I didn't cry, but I was not as torn apart no. as I thought I was going to be. Too. No, but it, I think it's kind of made to tear kids apart. Like, it's kind of oh, a good, yeah. it's a good introduction to sadness. I actually cried more kids. during it Tarzan is. than I did during this movie. Oh, Tarzan really? I thought, some touch. There was I thought Tarzan lacked. We'll, we'll maybe I had like a couple Tarzan. glasses we'll of wine, but like, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying I cried more at Tarzan. And I think it's maybe because I went into this movie like, oh God, oh, no, I'm gonna I was like, braced and ready. And it wasn't was, as It's bad. funny because I think we all had the same feeling then. Like I was legitimately scared to I watch this movie. I had expectations for sadness here and it was more like in the middle. So you're right, Nathan. It really is like an introduction to sadness for kids. Maybe that's why some of this movie, though, why I would almost hesitate to show it to my kid because it's, it's way to too indicative of the real world. No, where yeah. like, mm -hmm. where like life just gets harder, harder and shittier Funnily, as it goes not only on. Not does the old lady drop him off in the woods. It's like storming. You couldn't have picked another <laughs> yeah. night. We, I actually what? looked up if you could have a fox as a pet. It's not a good idea. It's a very bad idea to get a fox. They're not as all a like pet. Todd. No, they're very willful and they will hump everything and destroy all of your mm. furniture. Well, I mean, look, she lived, you know, she she lived out there in the middle of the woods. I love if you're that the old man called her, you like, get out here, widow. Like, he called her a widow. That, that is one out. of my favorite parts of the movie is the, is it like an Appalachian setting? The, I just love the rural living out country in the setting, living out in the woods. I think they actually do a very good and authentic job of... of selling what those lifestyles are like, both for the hunter and for the old widow you know managing this kind of smaller day-to-day -day farm on her own for 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 just just to live and i thought my probably my favorite part of the movie uh is the setting i think it's really beautiful like all of all of the background yes. mats and like the greenery and the 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 nature shots and and obviously the little mm. puppy and 
Oh, puppy, yeah. The puppy fox and puppy dog are just unbelievably cute. I don't know. Isn't it uh, so it's scary? It's so scary whenever they fight. Whenever oh, yeah. like, his eyes, like Todd's eyes. And I'm like, dude, get... chill out. He has a wife now, dude. You have no, like, you have nothing left in your heart, Copper. Well, he's, he's, copper he's, he's sitting there. He's sitting there with his new wife, trying to like. You can make a dog mean fast. Look, yeah, I, I get I that you like hurt his friend, Chief, whatever. But I thought honestly, Chief died but honestly, at first too. too. But honestly, Chief was like trying to kill. Todd, like, do you blame Todd for like not so, getting so, killed? So I mean, this Copper is why was, Copper was taken astray. I mean, they this, were. Well, this is where I get into the realities of like adulthood. That like things that you never thought you would maybe do when you were a kid, or relationships that you never thought would go mm -hmm. awry, happens because of life, because I mean, of circumstances. Life has like to a, change. It's it's yes. a whole deal. Yeah, and it's I, depressing. Was I just putting <laughs> yes. it on the movie, or did it feel like it was like talking about race in particular? Like it felt like it was a big commentary well, on what's going on. What I didn't think that when I was watching society. it, but I was just thinking about. I mean, just in this moment, I was thinking about situations where that happens, like where you're, where you're little and things seem normal, and then you grow you up, and care. what what things things that when you grow up separate you that much. And I do think that race probably is something. Not maybe it isn't race. It's just the no, way that but, society you're kind of put into a slot, I, no matter what you. But do. I think you can think that. I mean, like I can. I think me, it I don't applies think so much. to any area that has conflict. It yeah. can be race. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a very Romeo and Juliet story. Yes. Capulet and Montague, love. right? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it could be race. Uh, what if like one of you is an Israeli, one of you is a Palestinian? Like it could be na na nationhood. It could be something as simple as you're from this other neighborhood that we don't like here. You know, like it, yeah. it, it, it could be and a lot of And when you're little, things. it doesn't but, as much but, matter. But, but to your point, I think the race thing does stand do, up if you view it in the, through that lens. I do. Th I, I thought it was great for, you know, Disney to be making a movie that's, Fun to watch. This one's still very colorful. It's it's nice. It, the setting is beautiful, and it, it feels like it's dealing with a, an adult could watch and be like, "Gosh, I really need to rethink some of the ways my thinking process." Very, yeah. 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 very adult themes. Very adult themes. That's what I'm saying for a kid. I think it fits on a kid level. I mean, it fit for me on a kid level. I, I just remember, as a kid, I loved it. I mean, I just was really look sad at how when intimidated they, we all were by it. Sure. I'm fine with. I mean, if it that's can. True. Old Yeller did the same thing for me. I mean, I, I don't have a. I, yeah. I don't have a. My approaching the movie, I thought that was pretty cool. That's so sad. No, I mean, look, you're opening my eyes because I would have thought that even though this will not come last place on my list, that I would have maybe ranked it last in terms of movies that I would want to show my maybe child. Else. But I think you're right. I don't. I think that is one of the problems with nowadays is kind of hiding a bit of that edge that fairy tales and these stories used to have. And and in the end, there is a happy kind of. Well, actually, it's almost like a bittersweet. Yes, bittersweet. And then, yeah, because you know they're still not going to be hanging out or anything, but they do come some sort of. They're not killing. One's not trying to kill yeah. the other one. You know, one. for a kid, it's just a sad story about a you know a dog and a fox. I, I doubt. I mean, I didn't take in away any of the more serious. Honestly, I'm not stuff sad that, that my parents on. like. I mean, I. But I mean, you under you, out, you, But I'm not sad that my parents showed me this whenever oh, no. I was little. No, but it is interesting the feelings that we all had had towards it in terms we of being, being intimidated by it. And it also made me think. I forgot. I think it's in that Joseph. Campbell book like here like, with a thousand faces where it talks about like there's a happy ending just depends on where you end the story like this the ending even is really sad it's just the yeah. Todd and it and Vixie mm -hmm. just looking over the hill at where uh, at where Todd is and you know like they were good in the end but they probably shouldn't talk to each other again. yeah exactly yeah. it's a very realistic yeah uh very realistic ending 
this is a movie where I would want to like sit down and talk to my child yeah. after they viewed it. Like, how did you feel? Maybe about three how years it made old them is a little feel. too soon. Well, they my parents, get it. my parents yeah. knew how I felt. <laughs> yeah, we paused yeah, for a little well, while. Yours is probably yeah. a case to make white kids wow. watch. To be to be fair, like I'm always so empathetic to like animals. Like that's just all how I've always yeah. been. My parents said one time. Um, they were like doing yard work or something and they left me inside about probably around the same time and I was watching E.T. And my mom wasn't thinking anything Ooh. about it. But I'm inside watching E.T. and she's like at, a neighbor had like walked by and she had stopped raking the yard to talk to the neighbor. And all of a sudden I come out of the house and I'm like bawling <laughs> my eyes out. My mom thinks that oh. something has happened to me. Like I've, I'm hurt or whatever. Did E.T. E. Like, touch you? E.T. And she's like, I can't understand any of your words. And she like came inside and saw that E.T. was on. Yeah, so which, which I don't even remember part, what, part was, yeah, but what part it was. Like, but she said that I was like inconsolable. <laughs> like it was just like. That's funny, man. She was like, I promise we didn't hurt our kid. Like this neighbor. <laughs> like. <laughs> we didn't really talk about it in Alice in Wonderland. What did y'all think of the songs? Because there's a lot of songs in this. There's a lot I didn't of realize. songs. Like a, Big Mama Fox always and breaks into songs. Oh, Big I, Mama loves a song. Fox and the Hound songs did nothing for me. What oh, were, really? uh, no. Who was Big Mama's voice? She um, seemed. And who was the guy, the old guy's oh, voice? Oh, child, let me tell you how it is. He's gonna come back a hunting dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, who she's is she? she's the stereotypical old uh, black nurse. Okay, probably will be seen as a problem in about thirty who's, to forty years. Who's from the now. guy? Probably the old today. Um, who says his voice? He sounded familiar. Or no, who did Chief? Chief Pat Bertrand. Who is what's the name of uh what's the name of Amos Slade? The Hunter. Jack Albertson. Literally no one. I don't know uh, who he is. <laughs> well, I mean, to me it was less that they sounded like a famous person and more like they they were all very Grandpa stereotypical Joe voices. From Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Grandpa oh, Joe okay, is uh, cool. the old man? Yeah, the old man. Uh, very cool. That is cool. Kind of looks like him, actually, which I guess a lot of time animators do. They um, did the same thing with the voice for the Mad Hatter. They animated it to look just like the guy who did the voice, who really? apparently was really? not too dissimilar from that character. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of drugs. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I also really liked Yeah, no, the, wait, so uh, what did you think about the music, though? I liked it. I mean, okay. I, I kind of, I liked it in that, you know, sometimes when there's music, it can sometimes feel like, okay, well, we've got three minutes to listen to the song. I thought yeah. it felt like it was, I mean, and Alice in Wonderland was the same. The the music pretty much narrates exactly what is going on. Tarzan yes. does the same thing. I had, well, Tarzan's interesting. We'll get to it. Tarzan. Well, I'll, I'll talk about it when it comes to Tarzan. Um, Phil Collins coming in hot. That's the thing. Tarzan, <laughs> you remember, Park, you remember everything from that music. I don't remember. Like, can you name a Fox and the Hound song? No. Well, but I think it's oh, a good. The Friends. I like the Friends one. And it's like, when you're friends and no one cares about it. <laughs> I, did Honestly, not, I can't. I can't I even love, whistle the tune. I don't like musicals. I don't care for music in my movies. Oh wow! But what I will tell you is Just that the hate fun. Yeah, the <laughs> movie, and the music in Alice in Wonderland and the Fox and Hound like didn't take me out of it. I wasn't I love, like no, I don't no, like it. So like if you can do that, I think it's pretty. You know, because music can me. take me out. It of did the movie. nothing for me, but it definitely didn't take me out of it. Music can take me out really quickly, and it didn't take me out of either of these movies. And I thought the Alice music was actively good. Also, what did y'all think of Walrus the little? Uh, which I usually get annoyed by like the side comic relief characters. I really like them, like the two, the, the birds. two birds, and then the little, uh, the little uh, caterpillar. It was. Um, I thought it was fun, and that I mean, this might just, just be because I grew up with no, it. No, it was, it was fun. Really it fun. added character to the movie, and honestly, it needed it. It needed a little padding because, like we said, the actual base relationship between the fox and the hounds. Uh, there's not a ton of scenes. I will say that first, maybe that the first sweet. thirty minutes felt kind of slow. Maybe it was even the 40, first forty minutes. Um, 
while I, it was I, destroying for your heart. Reason, I thought that there was more. I remembered there being more time of him in the woods. Yeah. And there wasn't. Like, that's a very short period. Part of why I kind of was a little worried about, like, emotionally, that's one thing. But I usually don't like watching movies that left a big impact on me as a kid as an adult. Because uh, it, it usually wrecks that yeah. feeling. Uh, and oh, yeah, one, I know what you're saying. The, I mean, an hour, 23 minutes, I kind of knew this movie's probably going to feel very different. Well, and Revisiting the, it as an adult. The side characters are, are kind of an older animation trope where I think because you were making a movie for kids, you felt like they needed some sort of like wacky relief, right? Like mm -hmm. the slapstick physical comedy. <clears throat> Whereas like that would feel out of place in like one of these modern Pixar movies. For sure. If you were to have some yeah. like a side storyline, like they fully commit their entire movie. To the narrative. Uh, all right. So, so they're really the only two side. I mean, other than like the, the old guy. He's not really a side character. They're the uh, only two like. I'm not sure. Oh, I guess in the woods, there's like a couple little like weird characters. He's the badger. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. He just kind of pops up. But a I mean, bit. no, they are literally. That's like an old. Isn't that like an old movie thing? They're like I the think, two. Yeah. Like they're like the two court jesters. They're like the the big and small. Like that. That's like a. They're kind of. Comedy is a is almost stereotypical. I guess like we have or, some I, of that I, in Tarzan trope, with uh, Tantor and uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, so exactly. It's Actually, a girl. Very good I keep point. Forgetting yeah, it it's is a girl. A girl. Rosie, yeah, Rose Hill down. Good old Rosie. Um, all right, let's move into Tarzan then. Nineteen ninety nine. Uh, Directed by Chris Buck and Kevin Lima, who you'll also know from uh, Aladdin and Mulan oh. and The Little Mermaid. They recently, oh, wow. uh, well, actually, one of them recently retired. Wow. Uh, but Tarzan, I absolutely love the story. Like, if we remove the Disney movie, I love the story of Tarzan. I love the book, the whole, like, wild book's intense. ape man. Very violent. I, that's my what? only memories of the book is, like, flesh being ripped, like, from the bone and yeah. stuff by the by the gorillas. You know what? I, I, for some reason in my mind, mixed a lot, before I watched it, mixed a lot of the Jungle Book up oh. with Tarzan. And I was like, when does this happen? And I was like, wait okay, a minute. where's Blue? Where is this talking <laughs> Wait snake? a minute. Where's Blue? This is the wrong movie. Uh, but Tarzan, you know, <laughs> mother and father. Though, both raised by animals. Mother and father, they, they die. He is then adopted by a... a like well, a, first they get stranded off the coast of Africa, but they make it to Africa, and they build with a all their pretty stuff. badass house. Oh, yeah, they make pretty it, fast. They make it to the coast with all of their things. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Photos and everything. It would be an incredibly yeah. terrifying spot to be in that they seem to handle very well before they get murdered <laughs> by like, a They're like, let's just pick up it? these big logs and build yeah, a thing. Yeah, like, shout they out to it. the parents. They Good parents. It. And uh, Tarzan is raised by the apes, becomes one of them. Well, does he become one of them? He does very much become mm. part of the pack. And uh, there are then humans that make their way onto the island, which, you know, is causing an identity crisis with Tarzan. Here is the scene where they're talking. Kerchak is warning about how they should be wary Project of the humans. alpha male gorilla. Everyone, we will avoid the strangers. Do not let them see you and do not seek them out. They mean us no harm, Kerchak. Tarzan, I don't know that. But I do. I've spent time with them. You may Enough be of your willing shit, to Tarzan. risk our safety, but I'm not. Why are you threatened by anyone different from you? <sighs> Protect this family. How old do y'all think Tarzan is at this point? Is he like late? Early 30s, maybe? Late 20s? Oh, no, he's like 17. Do we think that old? I was going to say, like, yeah. maybe early. Like 18. Like, like late teens, early 20s. Yeah, can't be. Can't For some be reason, I've always grown up thinking Tarzan's like a man. No, he's like a young No, he's like a young man that's like just coming into his own, like challenging the alpha. Like, I, that, that, or at least that's a vibe that I got. Even though Kerchak was right, they should have never dealt with the humans. But I get why Tarzan wanted to. Right. You grow Reminded up me around of a Avatar bunch of gorillas, a and bit. you finally see another human, you're going to be into seeing more humans. I, uh... 
I re- as far as did y'all see the live action version of this, that wasn't like Disney. That, no. was, uh, that the, was Brendan Fraser, right? No, now we're thinking George of the Jungle, right? <laughs> I get <That's>, my <laughs> I get my Tarzan and George jungle of the man. Jungle. Uh, this is the confused. guy. Who did, There's so uh, many jungle movies. I know. That's the guy who did the last well, the Harry Rock Potter's done, movies like, with uh, with Margot Robbie and Samuel L. Jackson as the uh, the Clayton character. Did y'all not oh, see that? Margot Robbie and Samuel L. Jackson were in Harry Potter. Yeah. What are you talking about? Wait, what? no, no. The director <laughs> is the guy who did the last few Harry Potters. And oh, he made a live okay. action Tarzan like two years ago. It was oh, not very good. Oh, okay. Oh, Margot yeah. Robbie was Margot Jane. Robbie was Jane. Yeah, they had the uh wasn't the dude from True Blood Tarzan? Uh yeah, Scar Scar Alexander Giant Sexy One. Yeah. He's good looking. I thought you were talking about the main character. No, from no, True Blood. no, no, no. All the there are a bunch of hunks in True Blood, but they're all the side guys. Uh Evan Mangela Bubloni, whatever his name is. The Biggest, jacked, hairiest, manliest looking guy? dude ever. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Well, there's also there's a, little a little bit of forbidden love going on here between, uh, with, uh, Jane Tarzan and the tribe. That too. There's, uh, I feel like there's a lot of forbidden love going on in this story. I feel like now emotionally, you your this movie this just movie. did not touch me at all. I think visually, it's stunning. Yeah. The leap it, in oh, animation, uh, especially coming from Fox and the Hound, which actually, like, while the actual pictures are beautiful, Fox and the Hounds, the least visually pleasing one. I would say out of the bunch. This one may be the most. Um, I love tree surfing. Tree surfing is awesome. The combination of kind of computer and hand-drawn animation they use in the movie, the action is incredible. Um, The music is incredible. The actual story itself does almost nothing for me. The only part where I got like, that was that I did cry. And again, I had had a couple glasses of wine, but (laughs) it was the part where he's like, he's little and he's like, and he like runs away or whatever to the little pond and he's just like trying to put mud all over him. Yeah. And then his mom's like, you know, like close your eyes and like she felt his heart. Mm -hmm. And and I think maybe, I don't know why that like touched me. I I think when I was doing that, I was thinking about that's probably the exact same conversation that a lot of people have to have with adopted children. Yeah, especially adopted yeah. children of like of other, a different race. Yeah. And like again, you're adopted, and so like, in my mind, that's what that like I was imagining that the, that is the conversation that you have, and like how hard that conversation, how heartbreaking as like a parent that conversation is to have. Like yeah. I was looking at it more from a, pers- a perspective of someone who like could possibly adopt someone or like have to have that conversation. And man, like that's just the, that that's very that's a very good point. Like, and maybe that that's why it made me cry. Well, in this story, and I think that um, <clears throat> I didn't really make the attempt to engage with it on a on a deeper level emotionally so maybe that's why I came away from it a bit more cold uh and I would have but it but you are right now that you say that it is a great story for anybody who has been in a situation where maybe they're just not like everybody uh that is surrounding them right whatever that may be it's it's it deals with that kind of the tension created there mm-hmm. I really like the and it this also deals with some tough stuff not like you know, outright in a corny way, but like the whole thing about identity, which I love about the whole man ape story. This, this, this weird idea of uh, a guy who's raised in the woods and uh, you know what that would be like. And whenever he finds out that he's, you know, a it, real person, a man, it's and, a nature verse kind of nurture type of story. And, and it do go back to what you, what you were saying rivers. I didn't think about it during that scene, but obviously throughout the movie, I did kind of think about like, this this deals with a lot of the idea of like adoptive parents mm-hmm. and what are who are your real parents right. right is it the person that physically did the act is it the person that uh, put the love and the time in to raise you healthy and safe and everything it's very and obviously complicated and it's very hard yeah and and it's very tough for the person going through it um I I have always 
I think along with most people agreed though that like, you know, the hopefully you if you were to adopt a child, I would want them to hopefully feel like I was their their parent. And I would want you them want to that, still... You want that, but sometimes that's not... Yeah, 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 I know. And look, and I, I mean, I think, I, I don't know, we could have a deeper conversation, yeah. but like, I think like, I'd still want them to meet their biological parents and stuff, but I would want them to think of me as mom and dad But imagine that feeling, day. like, being how terrifying that is to like... Yeah, no, it'd be, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you could, that could definitely spring some waterworks <laughs> if you think about that too much. Can we talk about something that I feel like got really dark really fast? So Clayton hung himself. Well, the Clayton, well, I mean, on accident, accident, but, but like, he did hang. Still, he you even see the, yeah, uh, yeah. the silhouette of the hanging body. Yeah, That's yeah. the other thing. Disney's dark, Jeez, and I appreciate Louise. it. I really appreciate how they're willing to do that. Like as a parent, I would be in that theater like, what did my kid just want? See, I actually, I for some reason, I didn't find that all that. Uh, I think kids I didn't find that all that bad. No, I think that they could, but just like, I just didn't see that coming. I didn't remember. Now, that. if he had like, like been like, oh, my gorilla plants ruined, and like tied a vine around his neck, <laughs> I, mean, I think it was I would have had a problem. Tarzan was trying to stop it. Yeah, although yeah. I guess there's a difference in that and like someone shooting him or whatever. Yeah. Like, but still, just. Hanging like feels pretty dark. A lot of off-screen death in all of these movies. You think about the hunter in Fox and the Hound, where you see the feathers from the bird that he shoots. Mm-hmm. Well, we remember the Bambi. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's the quintessential, uh, quintessential one. Off-screen right? death, almost of all time. Yeah, yeah, like for, for of real, all uh, time. Um, well, I guess 120 years. Clayton was Clayton was a good bad guy though, super smarmy. I I, I do I love, love the all dad. the animation. Oh. The dad was great. Dad was so good, so nice. I've got to say, like, I, what am I doing going I, I back to England? Like, I want to go swing around. People get lost branches. in the jungle yeah. all the time. I'd be a little pissed <laughs> off if I was Jane, having decided to live with this awesome hunk of a man in the jungle for the rest of my days, and, and then my dad is coming along. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but the dad's cool. Remember, the dad's like, "Hey, do I He's need like, to leave you alone to that blackboard?" So you can fuck it. He's oh, like, sorry. he's like uh, jungle surfing at the end. He's he like, is. He's sprightly he's for an old man. Yeah. I mean, dude, they they moved through some treetops. Jane <laughs> took to treetop surfing very quickly. She did. She did. <gasps> and I also I love movies that have to do with uh, what is it, pay, uh, what is that? Uh, goodness, whenever you go to distant lands to try and uh, analyze other cultures, things like mm. paleontology, that's not it. Anthropology? Anthropology. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love movies that deal with anthropology. Like, like, like nature and wildlife, isn't it? Oh, and culture. culture. Oh, yeah, I love anything. That's why it was that movie, Lost City of Z. I love that movie. I love anything where, like, these characters that go through that. So yeah. that was one part that I loved about mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah, and, and Clayton is that old, uh, once again, that old well, English, like, explore, yeah. like, shows up, like, hum, 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 yes, hum. Some of the natives will bring us around. Uh, I also liked how they dealt with the problem of is Tarzan going to be able to talk to the apes and are the apes going to also, you know, like I I think that it, it feels like, oh, of course, the way they did it is the way it should be done. But I feel like because people can be sensitive about that type of thing, whether it's like accents and actors speaking certain languages yeah. or I thought they handled that really, really well. And uh, it was clear <laughs> for, for a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Gross. You just said you'd eat that guy's shit. That uh who is uh who who did the girl's voice? I couldn't um, place the entire time. The Glenn voice, Close is uh Kala. I, Mini Driver is Jane. Uh, I didn't um that makes for sense. Some Newman is Tantor. Voice kinda didn't Newman always fit the girl. From uh from Seinfeld. Yeah. Newman is Tantor. I didn't know that. Newman. I guess they can kinda hear it now. Um yeah, you know Newman? You're a Seinfeld person, are I know, person, I know, I know who Newman is. Okay, I'm, like, okay. I'm, try- I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering. I just, I don't know. I, I didn't love her voice necessarily. Uh, okay, but let's talk about t- the best part of this movie was the music. 
Phil Collins so. coming yes. in. Now, I thought the music I, worked great with the movie. I I'm not going to follow that entire, statement, but I, I love the music. I forgot oh, okay, that he did my the entire opinion, the best part soundtrack. Of the movie's the music. Yeah, the, the, yes. I, and I, I, I found myself remembering like smooth snatches of songs and everything that I did not even know Kevin were locked in my head. Kevin was singing some of the lyrics and was like, I was like, what are you doing? Why I do you know these songs? A lot of lines from this movie stood out in my head that I forgot about, too. Like, uh, are you sure this water's sanitary? Like, I used oh, yeah. to say that all the time when I was a kid. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I was... You need to get uh, a hair. An elephant hair. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> you need to get... That was a great scene. Uh, the action scenes were were excellent uh, in this no, movie. No, I really liked it. I uh, can't remember the style. last time I saw this movie. I obviously thought it was Jungle Book, so like... Whatever, to me, but. I do think it's a lot of style. I think at the end of the day, though, it just lacked a bit of substance to me. But, I mean, actually, through talking about it, I think you've brought up some points that I hadn't really engaged And once with. I noticed those things, like, I couldn't stop noticing. You know, and yeah. maybe that's why I felt so emotionally and attached And I think I just, from a story perspective, I appreciated the way that it felt like they accomplished some pretty tough stuff pretty easily. Like, making Tan... Not, uh, not Tantor. Making Tarzan feel a part of the group and it didn't feel silly at all mm -mm. that Tarzan was a part of the the ape group and he could communicate them communicate with them clearly and the uh I, this, this I think stuff. that's a I, benefit I, of animation because oh, they absolutely. can make him move and that's so the the live superhuman ape like the live action Tarzan is stupid for that reason yeah. because you can't it doesn't it looks doesn't, really yeah. lame whenever he's talking it, to the apes it's like you can't make him look ape like enough and you can't right. make the apes look human like enough so it just all breaks down a little bit and I yeah. I really like Tarzan and Jane yeah, good couple I do they're oh the she's monkey hot. the monkey she is very hot. The monkey she's, chase. she's good looking. I love the monkeys. I love the monkey chase, but then I love how the monkeys came back in the end. Give her like, a little kiss. Give her a kiss. With his little, with his little <laughs> shoe on his head. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, one thing that is funny to me about the music is in almost every Disney movie, it's the main character singing the music. Uh, but in this one, it's not. <laughs> it's Phil Collins. It's Phil Collins, but he's still narrating all of Tarzan's feelings, like to the T. Well, not even. I had the subtitles on during the first song, and it was exactly no, it tells what was exactly happening. Like, you, you've lost a child. Yes, no, I know. <laughs> Building <laughs> day after day. So, like, danger I lurks. I couldn't get this. Danger lurks. You see Sabora in the he, like fades on screen. I couldn't get this uh, this like image out of my head of like a. Semi-transparent Phil Collins just like singing. Like Did I wish they would have put that like over the movie with him just like singing in the background. Did y'all ever see the music video down. for this that was on the VHS that played after the credits were? No. It was, they it played it on Phil Disney all the time. They did. I know exactly I what you were talking Phil about. It would go from Phil Collins and he would do that yes. and then it would have yes. him swinging through the I'm tree. I'm gonna Google that for 100%. sure. One hundred percent. They used to when Disney used to do their little commercial breaks and everything. Yeah. They showed this twenty four seven. I'm going I, to I've be never googling that. Oh, absolutely. It's. I forgot that he did the whole thing, but it was funny because I did remember a lot of those songs, and Kevin did too, which is funny because Kevin doesn't remember anything or watch movies or you know whatever. But he was like singing along, and I was like, "What?" It's great music. It's awesome music, and it feels a little cheesy like it when does. you're listening to it, but it really works. Also, they do a great Phil job. Phil sells it. They do a great job not making you think. Where's Tarzan's dick? They do a good job hiding it. <laughs> and the, the loincloth works. Uh, it works seems in to work amazing well. settings. Like he's got every, a great bod, though. He does great bod. He does great have bod. a great body. Look, look at these two. They're beautiful together. They he's are. got these. They, they both got these wonderful green eyes. They're both in incredible shape. I'm kind of a little jealous, actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, I, I'm they fine would have being in the jungle. They would have a lot of Instagram followers. If uh, if they existed in real life, well, they decided to not go to the Instagram you'd be like, of the day. You'd be like, oh my god, how do they have everything so together? That's bullshit. I also love anything with London, like at the early uh, early twentieth century. 
I am. You're I, in? I, yes, absolutely. So I loved looking at what culture was like. See, and this is the same time period the... as Alice in Wonderland, though, right? Yeah, I mean, it she is. has the same dress. Although you never really see much of it. I liked when he was looking through what civilization was, and it was London and England of the. Uh, yes, it got that very steamship exploration well, they Queen Darwin yes, sort of yeah. feel. So yeah, Queen it's Victoria. They talked about Victorian Darwin. Age. Darwin came up at one point. Who else? Well, and, the, and you have the drawings, right? When he's going through the slideshow and it's yeah. like the hand drawn of the cultures now that the world's becoming a little more globalized and connected. You're right. That, that, that part of the movie did appeal to me. Also, the beauty and the beast teacups. A little cameo uh, appearance oh, of them. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. That. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. Which I know, yeah. I thought you would have definitely that. noticed that. Mm-ba. Yeah, those songs are great. I still am a little... I'm still a little back and forth on the gender of Turk. I mean, I... Little but androgynous. they said girl in the beginning. They yeah. said... They, like, Did they? Clarif- I thought it was a boy. In the, um, in the, like, when they bring Tarzan in or something, it, they make some comment and it's a girl. But then I was very confused whenever they got a little older... Rosie made him very much seem like a boy. I don't Look, know. Turk, you do you. Dude, Maybe I, I, I just think Turk's a lesbian. I think all, yes. like, they yeah, can't like, accept. Yes. I guess yeah. I feel like uh, Kerchak. Also, shouldn't Turk have gotten a little bit bigger? Like, I don't know. probably wouldn't be cool with that, but maybe she's like still just like has like maybe so. a sexual relationship to have kids with Kerchak, but then she's allowed to have like a more romantic relationship with one of the other moms. I don't know, right? Because it's just a bunch of women Wait, so in Kerchak. Who is Newman? Newman's the elephant, the elephant. Tantor. The elephant. Got it, got it, got it, got it. And this water sanitary. Uh, yeah, so look, I, this was a good movie. It was actually better than I remembered. I I didn't realize how much I had uh, liked this movie growing up or that I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did. Uh, but, yeah. 25 writers are credited on this cool. movie. 25 writers. Seems is like that, I, I don't have a good frame of reference. Is that, um, a lot. is that a lot? Five is a lot. Okay. I was a lot. Yeah, that what twenty. Yeah, what were they? What were they stressing out over? There wasn't really like a, there wasn't a ton to the. Uh, they just took the story and like yeah, took out existed. a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I loved. I thought Clayton was a great villain. These movies yeah. don't really have. I guess uh, what's what's the name of the old guy in Fox and the Hound? The Hunter. The yeah, Hunter. the Hunter. I he, uh, I mean, even he's, he's not really like a villain. No, though. no, no. He's just misunderstood. Which this guy is definitely a f- through and through bad guy. I mean, in the, guy. in the Hunter's defense, dude, the fox was in the hen house. Like, literally, you can't have foxes you in the hen house. And he didn't know that he wasn't trying to get his chickens. He also didn't know that no. him and the dog had wrestled together twice and become best friends. They were best friends. Also, whenever they opened the door, I mean, obviously, as a child, you're going to sympathize with Todd, who now thinks that the master of his best friend is probably going to try and kill him. But uh. You know, you've got to eat. You've got to kill the animals yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. The straight up, man. Straight up. He looked if, like he did a good job. When of my it too. child becomes devastated by Fox and the Hound, and I have to sit them down and talk to them, I'm going to say, listen, if you live out there, they've got to die. Todd will probably die three months down the line of this movie, and it's going to be fine. They'll probably Please taste delicious. Everything that. dies. I'm going to die. And Your you dad is going die. to die one day. You are going to die. <laughs> Definitely have a conversation like that. <laughs> sometimes kids die, so I wouldn't say that you you're safe. You might die soon. Like, Actually, there's a This Is Us episode that, uh, Deals with that pretty early on. I've been watching that lately. It's pretty good. It's so good. Have you cried? I heard that every every episode. Yeah, I've cried almost every episode. Every episode. Yeah. It's like parenthood. Did you ever watch it? It makes you want to be a better parent, too. Yeah. I think I was too young for that. I just saw Mr. Incredible was in it and wanted to watch it. Milo Vigimatelamily. What's his name? You you said Uh, it as good as I could. He he's a great dad. He's a great dad, and this is us. He really is. Well, what are y'all's favorite Even Disney animated movies? Even though I always just think movies? about heroes when I see I him. I love Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast? 
I love Little Mermaid. Yeah. Is up there for me. What? I think it might no, be no, it is, it is on the Little Mermaid. No, 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 no. It's, good. it's good. It's good. Uh, it's I, I mean, honestly, be Aladdin. the I love original Aladdin. Toy Story is Aladdin. huge for me. Um, oh, see, yeah, and that, like I, I think Pixar's a you're different saying, level. Okay, so you're usually. saying hand animated. Yeah, yeah, I think when oh, I yeah. think about like, yeah, that's what. So like, Aladdin, I love. Aladdin is great. I think Robin Williams is Aladdin, so. Yeah, Aladdin might be there. Never had a friend like me was stuck in my head. Like what else months. is there? I know we're. Yeah. Do y'all know what I? I wonder. I would have liked to have rewatched, but I didn't want to like waste my movie on it. Um, but Dumbo, which I'm excited about the Tim Burton remake of Dumbo. I didn't, I didn't know uh, that's a thing. I didn't. Yeah. You're right. I don't feel terribly excited about rewatching Dumbo. But, but I kind of want to just because like I, I feel like it was it was a good movie. People loved it. I would. I would. I would go for Dumbo again. I'd go for Pinocchio again. Actually, Pinocchio Oof, might be my favorite. Oh, Pinocchio is really good. Pinocchio was great, and Snow White soon will be a hundred. Snow White. 1928. That's Sleeping wild. Beauty? I would like to watch it just because it's going to be like just because it's 90 years ago. I'd like to watch it just oh, yeah. as like a historical yeah. piece. And it's still. I mean, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I think I would Aladdin is Aladdin still. my favorite. I think I think Aladdin might be. I mean, it's tough. I really did like. I Little like Mermaid. Aladdin. And as far as maybe down the line, we should do like Disney DVD or Disney sequels because like Fox and the Hound two has a sequel, which I get looked the, up. Get the get the. I'm not what what. <laughs> I'm not watching Fox and the Hound. I just two. said Aladdin two. The Return no, of the, the Revenge of Jafar. I love is, Aladdin 2. Aladdin bad. 2 is Oh, I love it's not Aladdin bad. 2. It's not nearly as good as Lion King Aladdin 3, Den of a Hundred Thieves. What okay, was like Aladdin. one of the later Aladdin sequels? I don't know. I just I remember being I loved all the Aladdin hyped. and all Re the yeah. following but, but, Aladdin But I bet you if you revisit Aladdin 2, you're not going to... Uh, I'm not it, going to revisit yes, Aladdin exactly. 2. I will let revisit that, Aladdin 1. Let that just live in your brain as what it is. You know why Aladdin's the best Disney movie? Why? Gilbert Godfrey <laughs> just yelling as as uh, yeah, Iago the great. entire time. He's, he's so good in that movie. Uh, All right. I've, I feel like you could probably do a good Gilbert Godfrey impression, Nathan. Have you ever tried? You're just on the spot right now. I'm just I Gilbert was, Godfrey on the spot. No, I, I was wondering. I was wondering if you had like if you just had. I thought you might have it up your sleeve. Like you'd you already practiced already it. At home. I feel like I should have done it when you did it, but now there's been too much build really up, quick. and I'm not going to be able. Mm, to Let me do try it. to think. How does Gilbert Godfrey sound? He's like. What's the deal with it? I'm like, it's it's like, ah, ah. He's in, he's in that, uh, what's that movie, uh, Trouble, wait. Uh, Trouble I actually don't know anything Wait, that uh, uh, Gilbert Gottfried is actually. If I, I will watch Aladdin and then try it. I, Trump, I kind of have a vague idea of what he sounds like, which is which is bad prep for it's me. It's a movie. Doing. It's the kid, and he's so bad. Um, Boy in the striped pajamas. <laughs> what? Mm, yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, it's fine. Whatever, I'll think of it. But like, but he's in that movie, and he very much is. Good. So none of us can do a Gilbert Gottfried impression. I definitely can't. Um, Lilo and Stitch is great. Uh, disagree. I was never really a Lilo and Stitch I have fan. actually never it seen did, that movie. It did nothing for me. Mahana means family. Uh, I think I might have been just a little too old maybe for Lilo and Stitch I or think something. that's exactly what it did. It did not appeal to me. And y'all don't like the Aristocats, right? I've never I think seen it's, it. I think it was all right. I watched really it a lot as a kid. We didn't, we didn't watch Lady and the Tramp, which I get why we didn't. All yeah. Dogs Go to Heaven was one that I loved I've never seen up. that one. I watching these. Oh man, I love that movie. Mm, I know a lot of people, uh, like whenever they started getting like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, who wanted like to work at Disney. I never really got why, as you got older, you like actively wanted to work at Disney like full time. Watching these movies, I got it. It's been a long time since I've gone through the Disney I movie. There's was, a strange feel about being in yeah. a Disney movie that is so wonderful. I was, uh, yes, I that that was one of my big takeaways from watching these as well was being impressed with the animation and the the quality. Of the animation and the and the movies that they created, I can understand why Disney's taking over everything. They've pretty much yeah. changed movie movies for the good. For, yeah. They've been around for 
you know, decades. It makes me want to read more about Walt Disney and just his history in the early process of creating Disney. They uh, brought in like a lot of philosophers to work on Alice in Wonderland, apparently. Really? That yeah. doesn't surprise me. What was it? Um, My favorite animated movie, though, before we rank these things, of all time, though, isn't actually even a Disney movie. What is it? It's, uh, well, ooh, fantastic Mr. Fox up there. But growing up, it was always Anastasia. I loved oh, Anastasia. Anastasia's movie. great. Got the best I music. was like super into that whole deal though, like the Meg whole Ryan. story behind it. Oh, see, I didn't really, I didn't know too much or care for the story. I, I just love the uh, like the story songs. is like the, oh shoot, uh, I might watch that tonight. The now. story is like I mean because it's good. a true story or you know based on no 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 based on like, well yes the, the when, the when, the, when the Russian Rasputin, Rasputin. when the uh, when Tsar Nicholas guy. and them got overthrown the, the rumor real life is that Anastasia never got found. But then there was a girl who came out and said she was Anastasia. Oh, I didn't. Know all mm-hmm. that. I'm Anastasia. It was very interesting. Um, um, and the little, uh, even the the, I had a toy of the little bat. That was a great comic relief character. Yeah, it was. fit perfectly. Rasputin too. Uh, his real life story is pretty crazy. How how they tried to how kill him. How many times he tried mm-hmm. to be killed and it just yeah, never it took happened. a while. And then uh, I think he had like a really big penis. There's one thing that Rasputin's known for. If you guys want to like trip, like trip, not even on any substances, y'all should watch a Fantastic Planet. Awesome animated movie and uh, ooh, quite a ride. All right, all right. Well, let's get into uh, ranking these it. movies. Where would you rank these three? Um, for number, or number three, let's start with number three. Number three, I'm gonna go Tarzan. I'm putting Tarzan at number three. Rivers? I'm gonna go Fox and the Hound number three. Uh, I I I waffled back and forth on this again uh, a lot, but in the end, I thought Fox and the Hound had more to say, so I'm going Tarzan number three. Tarzan number. I feel like I might rank Tarzan higher as a movie than you would, though. I still really enjoy. I would still Tarzan. recommend it, but but yeah, I don't. I I think there's a lot of animated Disney movies that I would take over. Yeah. It. Uh, second, I'm gonna go Fox and the Hound. Yep. Um, which I guess we'll. T- I'll just talk more about why I wanted number one when we get to number one. But yeah, I really, I, I thought I was going to be number one on Fox and the Hound. Um, but not as much for some reason. The animation I thought left a little bit to be desired. It's still great, but yes. uh, it, it was very. I thought uh, maybe middle of the range type of. It Disney. looked like it could have been from like fifty as yeah. well. Like yeah. it like wasn't like yeah. You know yeah. the type of thing like whenever you know something's gonna move on the screen, it's like much more outlined. Well, has and that much is, I mean, I think, I think that's just because when you're hand drawing stuff, that has to move, so everything else isn't getting redrawn every time, right? Well, so they're like just redrawing that, but the thing is with and I mean when we get to Alice in Wonderland, Alice in Wonderland was thirty years earlier and there was almost none of that. That's true. That's true. It's uh, yes. That's, but yeah, number yes. two for me is Fox in the Hound. I mean, I agree with you. You're actually completely right, and I agree with what you're saying. Um, number two for me was Tarzan, uh, which was surprising. But I think once I fell into the the adoption stuff and like the mm. the kids fitting in and the yeah. struggle parents go through with that kind of thing, I like, couldn't get out of it. And it was. I did, loved yeah. it. did you think Fox in the you put what you put as number three? Fox in the Hound. What did you think that was going to be number one? Um, I thought it would be one or two. Okay. All right. All for right. sure. Uh, my number two, uh, Fox and the Hound. Yeah, I, I thought, like I said, I thought I had a lot more to say than Tarzan did, or maybe just emotionally touched me more. And um, I really like how they nailed the setting, the rural setting of it. I think they just knocked it out of the park. And even though you're right, the animation was unimpressive, but I still liked the the greenery i like the setting i guess even yeah. if it maybe wasn't like knocked out of the park and how they uh, executed it oh it's still it still destroyed me emotionally watching it as an yeah, adult so sure. it's still very strong i mean tarzan is actually i think superior looking to fox and the hound 
has way better music. Um, it's I think a more fun kids movie, but I think it's maybe the less overall quality movie. Yeah. Uh, and number num- one, number one for me was <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. Not even as a kids movie. I think like a group of adults could get together and still enjoy this. I thought that the way that the movie worked on a story level, there wasn't too much going on from uh, like t- picking apart the story. Although you did. And I thought that was, you know, yeah. very, in- very interesting the way that what you took away. And I think that is all definitely there. But just on a uh, like movie uh, and the quality of a movie or like how influential it's been cinematically, I think it's pretty awesome and pretty groundbreaking what an animation like this, especially in the 50s, was able to do. It's so yeah. much fun to watch. It's, it's really, really. Oh, yeah. And I think this will probably be around a lot longer than the other two that we've talked about. I, I loved it. I mean, I agree with everything you said. Um Plus, I just loved Alice as a character. She's so quotable. Ugh. Yeah, she, she, was she is quotable. She is so quotable. She's, how old does she look Really in good this writing, movie? really she's strong She's supposed writing. to be maybe like, like 12, 13. Yeah. I think yeah. as a kid, you could look up to her as a kid and you could relate to her on the level Always of being an adult. Always giving myself such good advice and I'm never following <laughs> I it. I know, it's so good. It's so good. <gasps> uh, yeah, I got an Alice in Wonderland number one as well. Good job, um, T-Bob, on picking this movie. Yeah, I know, good job. A, uh, nice. It's a, uh, but, but that said, I didn't know it was going to be this good when I watched it. Like, yeah. I, I just hadn't seen it since I was a little kid. So I was like, I'd be interested to see how it holds up. And it actually improved, mm-hmm. I think, uh, over time. I like love like the a songs. fine wine. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to the songs. I haven't listened to any of the other songs from the other movies. But uh, oh, I, really? loved, I loved the Carpenter and the Walrus yes. song. That was great. That is the one that really, I think, in terms of satirizing... Because that would have been that, like kind of around the rise of industry and these, you know, p- people making money off of labor's back and not really maybe giving labor their mm-hmm. fair share. Like that was the one that stood out to me a lot in that regard. Uh, yeah, I, I this movie's great. Just look at the pop culture impact it's had. Absolutely. When you think about phrases through the looking glass, go ask Alice down the rabbit hole. Um, and obviously it all comes from a story originally, but I think that the movie is what made it even more oh, yeah. like mass appeal also this gave us the matrix so <laughs> we obviously should be very thankful there for you it. go oh yeah follow the white rabbit although can we thank jefferson airplane a little bit for that i think that, that definitely <laughs> they, they also deserve, <laughs> they uh, also deserve i thought that that was uh janice joplin forever but uh it's not oh. it's a great song though uh okay that is it for this edition of real friends looks like alice in wonderland is this week's big winner uh, and then some split on Fox and the Hound and Tarzan. Uh, I would recommend all three movies for kids, though, for sure. Everybody have a great week, and we will be back in two weeks with another episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Share it, whatever, if you like it. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.